welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Medium. Sometimes. <laughs> Mike is back. How y'all doing? Brother Bob, what's happening? I don't have anything to say, Silent Ron. This is true. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Coffee, Mike. Hello, everybody. And the professor, <laughs> Carl. Oh, what's that? I was waiting for something else. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, wasn't enough? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Silent Ron. Yes. Would you read our Bible verse for us tonight? I will. I am reading from the ESV. It's Philippians 4, 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Jesus Christ. And our topic tonight is FOMO, or the fear messing out that helps or hurts our walks. You're looking confused at me. He used an acronym I didn't understand. FOMO. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Ah. I'm the old guy in the group, remember? Oh, I was like, wait, did I not put that in the text when I sent it out? Or That was yesterday. I can't tell you what I had for breakfast, Ronnie. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was something that I know hindered me prior to my walk, right? And I'm sure it hinders me now. I was going to say, if you worked it out, let, no. me, let me know what's up. Let me, <laughs> let me know how. I think I wore, I wore out some irons because like, there's still wrinkles in there. Gotcha. But I think sometimes it, well, I don't think, I know it becomes obsessive sometimes to where it's really bad. Like, oh, this person has this. I really need it. Or that's just world things, right? But like. Well, this person knows so much about this or is doing so much good for God, and I'm missing out. Or you say yes, 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 yes to everything, and you're only there part-time to everything because you don't want to miss out and miss on doing something for somebody. Or Right. Yeah, I can see because I know how that, like the last one you explained, it's more of a heart issue because it's a, why are you doing this? As opposed to, are you doing it for the right reasons? Are you doing it for God? Are you doing it because you want to be noticed for doing all the things right? and everything? So, Or are you doing all the things because somebody else won't do some of the things, mm. right? And then you feel guilty about it. Not yeah. Not so much the missing out part, right? But like, if I don't do this part, then who's going to pick up the ball and run with it? Yeah. Will somebody pick up the ball and run with it? Well, I'm going to take that out of the equation and I'll just do it. Yeah. Been there. Or are you doing all the things because you're scared to have that personal relationship with God? I knew that Jesus Duke was coming. (laughs) Sorry, bro. (laughs) Just thought I'd flip that around. Yeah. Sometimes people, sometimes people do a lot to keep themselves busy because they're scared of what God's going to tell them. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. They want to, they want to look good. They want to, they want to act like they're for God, but yet are they truly for God? Are you truly just doing it to glorify God or are you doing it to glorify yourself? Or it could be like <clears throat> to agree with you, but also another like example is <clears throat> maybe not doing it for you, but staying busy. So God doesn't ask you to do something else that you don't want to do. Exactly. Or that you don't think you're equipped to do or what, you know, insert the excuse here. Well, the Bible's kind of full of people who didn't want to do or didn't think they were equipped. God uses them for great things. So, yeah, I probably hear there a few times myself. Probably live there more than I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, being equipped is just trusting God. That's all. That's all being equipped is. Because if he asked you to do it, he's going to give you the means. He's going to give you the knowledge. And he's definitely going to give you the help to do it. I think there's times, though, that that journey is how he equips you. I think, you know, a lot of times we want to rush ahead. It's, you know, always to the next podium, the next victory, the next yeah. big thing. And we miss what he has in between. That's really where my mind's been with this on, on the fear of missing out. It, it leads us to rush ahead to things that we were skipping over stuff mm-hmm. and, and rushing past. I watched the XFL mm-hmm. and, and one of the teams is the DC defenders. They're really, really good. And like from the beginning of the season, they've just been completely dominant. And Steph and I were talking, we were watching their most recent game. And I was like, you know, in the early part of the season, they seemed unbeatable. But the further along the season goes, even though they won their last game, they barely won. And I'm like, they look more beatable now than they did in the beginning. And I'm like, I don't know why. I don't know if other teams are like keying in on the strategies. And Steph was like, my wife was like, I think the reason they seem so unbeatable early is because they were more disciplined. They have more discipline than other teams. And as the season goes on, other teams that struggled early are getting more disciplined. So they look more beatable. And I think that's that's what we really miss out on mostly when we try to rush ahead is we miss that that journey disciplines us. It equips us with the discipline we need for the goal that we're striving toward. We want to skip that part though. We want, we want to go straight to the accolade and straight to the glory phase of it. We miss the discipline. And when we arrive at that destination, when we rush ahead, we don't have the equipment that we need for the goal that he has for us. Right. We don't want mm-hmm. the actual trophy. We just want a participation trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like the discipline part's also like mindset, right? So like the home run record in baseball, it went unbroken for years and years, right? Yeah. And then it got broken. And then it was only like two or three years later, it got broken again. And that, and if you look at longstanding records like that, it's like because they think they're impossible. And then it gets broke. And then it's – and then, oh – it's looking different now. It's like it's doable now. Right. Yeah. Well, but then you also have everybody that try to go, and I won't even say on the flip side of the coin, because to me it's irre- irrelevant, but they're like, well, why did it happen? Yeah. Oh, well, they only did that because they had so many more games mm-hmm. or they only had this or they only, it's instead of just looking at the feet, what itself. happened and right. giving it, you know, giving it the glory or whatever, then it's always, a, there's always a reason or an excuse like you were talking about, you know, and like to touch on what Carl was saying about, 
you know, just trying to rush it ahead and rush it ahead. And I mean, we always do that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, the enemy wants us focused on everything other than what the father wants us focused on. Yeah. You know, today's a good example of this. Like, I don't know if those of you listening are going to be able to hear this. I don't know if I'm going to edit this out or not, but there's there's an intermittent buzzing right there. (laughs) There it was again. (laughs) And, you know, I came in here, you know, feeling like he was pressing something on me to share. And now, because of this new problem, every time we sit down to record this, there's a new problem that pops up and it's dominating my mind. Every time I hear that buzz, it's all I can think about now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the enemy wants you. Like he, he, wants, he wants you focused on the buzz mm-hmm. that distracts you from the, the, from the goal that the father has for you to advance his kingdom. Yeah, and he wants really you good at it. off the playing field and on the bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and better yet, and, maybe and even in the locker room. Yeah, and it, even on the field. it'll be really enticing, too, because yeah. it could be something that bothers you. And he knows it bothers you mm-hmm. as an audiophile. Something like that is going to bother you. Yep. Like if it was a humming in an engine, then it would buzz, you know, it would irritate you guys like to no end. If it was an issue on the computer, you know, and, there, and it goes on. I got nothing, Mike. That's right. Sour I don't either. I got a guy. Sour coffee. Yeah. 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 There you go. You know. It, 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 but that's what it is, right? Or it's yeah. it's going through and, and seeing the glory at the end of something instead of the journey, you know, to where you could. You can miss all of that in between because I think we've all been there just in this table. It's a new building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a new, a new project. It's a new this. It's a new that. Or even if it's just a, somewhat of a continuation of what you're doing, but maybe it is still a little too too quick. Because you're not done yet, and you haven't built up to that, and that's skipping four or five steps, mm-hmm. as opposed to this is the this is what we need to do to get it right and how he wants it. Because we're not going to skip steps and get it right. No, no, he won't let us skip steps. Right. No. I've oh, we'll to, try. I've tried many yeah. times, and we've tried and we failed. Yes, and you know the skipping the journey part of it. You know. Sometimes the journey is better than the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, because, you know, in, in the middle of that journey, I guarantee he's probably got more blessings for you during the journey than the very end of that journey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Well, it's like early on, <clears throat> early on in my journey, right? Like if something came up, <clears throat> conference volunteer for something like i was all over it all in give it to me give it to me give it to me give it to me i can't i can't have enough and then you just like it wears out like it doesn't wear out but like it wears you out and then looking back hindsight's 2020 i know that but like looking back it's like i can pick out certain moments of all the things that i did but it wasn't like special grandiose type things. It was moments that I learned about myself in those moments or in those situations or in those surroundings with those people as to where like I was in a fear of messing out. Cause like, if I wasn't doing the things, then I wasn't learning. Or if I wasn't doing the things, then I might slip back to the old me. And now it's like, it's more of the tortoise instead of the hare, right? Like, I'll get there when I get there. Let's stop and smell the roses a little bit. Right. And again, I think it's through trial and error. 
because we learned just within the last four or five years, four and a half, that sometimes when you have something that is, let's do that, let's do that, you think it's for the betterment, but then you realize, no, that's actually a hindrance. I mean, because we got to a point of, hey, we're going to, let's be, let's, let's almost force this community kind of thing mm-hmm. where we're always together, always together. And then all of a sudden it was, wait, now it's just the guys hanging out. But now where's, you know, where's the wives, where's the relationship, where's the building of this family unit. And we had to get back to, no, 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 we got to do this right. It's got to be all encompassing. It's got to be, you know, to do this right, how God would have us. We can't forget our wives and our families. It can't just be a social club for guys. It can't, uh, you know, and all of that to where, again, that journey. It's not a he man woman haters club. Nope. No, Bob, that's funny. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> nope. Every every cog makes the machine run. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, taking just look at look at it like this. You know, take a military for instance. You know, they don't just they don't just take them guys and throw them out in the battlefield. Right. First of all, they take them in. They train them. They teach them how to work together. They teach them how to be a unit, you know, and, and and that's the same thing as Christians should be for God. We should learn together. We should sharpen each other. We should hold each other accountable. We should help each other up when we fall. We should be there for each other. I mean, it, it that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be. And, and that's part of the journey. Part of the journey is learning how to work with others. And the thing is, is during that journey, God's going to sift the ones out that does not need to be at the end of that journey. Yep. That was something that can work against them, too, as far as the military. Because, again, I think that there's some things mentality-wise. But I think it's something that we do need to do in our Christian walks. And when we talk about discipleship and things like that, because the military is very, very good, or I can speak from my experience in the Marine Corps. They're very, very good at, they break that, break you down mentally to where right. it is no longer about the individual. So it wasn't about Mike. It was about the unit. It was about my platoon, my company, my, you know, all of this stuff. And that's how they try and break it down because that's what you need in a battlefield. Yeah. But we kind of lose that when we talk about our Christianity and our walk with Christ because we feel like it's just on us. Mm-hmm. So we don't have that unity a lot of times, almost if you, if you'll say in the ranks of Christianity. Right. So that discipleship loses and it doesn't get built like it. I shouldn't say like it should, because obviously I don't know how it should exactly. But again, it's that breaking down of, it shouldn't be about the individual. It should be about God and Jesus. Absolutely. Well, the discipleship part of it, you know, uh, they should be, they should have the heart for God, have the heart to have that relationship with him. I mean, just be for him like the, like the apostles was back in Acts. Mm-hmm. They had the heart for God. They right. went out and they was bold and they, they told him how it was going to be, you yeah. know, kill us or not kill us. We're not, not going to talk about Jesus. You know, they're right. going to talk about him. They're going to, they're going to profess him and, and claim, proclaim him. And that's the way we need to be. We need to be bold. We need to proclaim the glory of God. We need to, we just need to hold each other accountable. And we just need to join together. And 
you know, if you kind of, you talk about the army breaking you down and, and changing your mindset, you know, um, it's really the same aspect as God does because when he changes our hearts, he changes our mindset. He gives us his heart. He gives us his mind. You know, military is doing the same thing. You know, they're, they're giving them their heart. They're giving them their mindset. They're, they're building them the way they want to build them. God's doing the same for us, but he's doing it in a loving and an easy way to where the military kind of does a little rough. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they break you down hard. Yeah. But I mean, I've never been in the military, but man, I, I've got, I've had a son that's been in there. I've had several buddies in there, you know, I, I've, I've looked at it and I've, I've scoped it out because I was actually in the military before I got married. So, so I, I joined a different type of military. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes God's corrections aren't easy either. But. Well, they're not. Right. But they're loving. Well, yes. You know, it's more of a correction instead of a punishment or judgment. Yes. yes. I now, I mean, you know, he does punish us sometimes because yeah. we need it. Yeah. Very much so, you know. He he But not without reason. Though. But not without reason. But the thing is, is that punishment, when when you go through it and you see it, you're like, was that really a punishment? Or was that just a correction and God loving me enough to change my way? Mm-hmm. So can you really call it a punishment? I don't know. Depends on the time factor, I think. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, because we always, we always have those things to where it's like you you feel the correction and you're like, wait a minute. Hey, come on now. Yeah. Like, no, I'm in the right here, you know, mm-hmm. depending on what it is. But then, of course, hindsight, 2020. And again, just depends on how long that yeah. hindsight takes. Exactly. But then you can see the blessing in it, even though it was yeah. rough and it was hard and it went against what you wanted. Right. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing. God's word goes against the grain. It don't go with the grain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus done. He went against the grain. He didn't go to flow like the rest of everybody else did. If that would have been, if that would have been the case, there wouldn't have been no need for him to come. Because, right. yeah. I mean, you, you go with the flow, you're not going to change a thing. Nope. It's all going to just flow right the same way it was always flowing. Yep. Coffee, Mike. What you got? Uh, nothing really. I was just thinking back to something I read about Jesus' mission here, coming to Earth, and how he had steps that he went through. His mission was, of course, ultimate mission was to die for our sins on the cross. But he had to he had to gain stature. He had to gain respect from those around him, and a lot of folks didn't respect him at all that were around him. But he had to go through all these steps to get to the end, which was to save our souls. So with that in mind, I was thinking, well, if Jesus had to go through steps, how in the world do I expect to jump the steps that I need to go through? Am I better than him? The answer is no. So if if that's the pattern, then that's the pattern I need to follow. That's easier said than done, especially when you're sitting there waiting, Mm -hmm. like we talked about last week, waiting on God, his timing. I think I think the silent seasons teach you to to work on your faith, to believe and hope, because you know without hope, we all know where that goes. And uh, I really don't know where I'm going with this. Bob said that, and it just popped into my head something I read over here the well, other day. Yeah, I I know Carl, uh, Carl's brought it up a couple times, but like I think the representation of Jesus, like 
like the hippie loving everybody type piece wasn't him right no like, i mean yes he loved everybody and he went and talked but like he was radical too yes extremely radical because it was the way he thought it was like bob said it was against everything that everybody had been taught generations up until then you know he even went against the religious <clears throat> leaders of the day he just did it in a subtle and loving way sometimes sometimes not but like there was that sternness he brought out the dad voice sometimes, right? Yes. And like, listen, listen, Linda, you know, like you're not listening to him. <laughs> but yeah, I think the more people wake up to that Jesus, the more it would benefit them than the actual peace, love, and more Jesus. If that makes sense. Yeah, he has expectations, like it or not. You know what I mean? You know, I get I get with the heart behind the Judas ate two uh phrase comes from Judas did. Jesus let Judas eat two. Jesus also let Judas hang himself. You know, right, we forget yeah. about that part. Correct. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if 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 you go a wicked wayward path and you refuse to repent, there are consequences for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and we we kind of forget that aspect of it. Why do you keep looking at me? Just because it's on my arm? I was looking at Bob, too. I was trying to stare at Bob, but then he was making me uncomfortable, so I started looking over at you. Wrong what you got? Uh, nothing. Nothing, really. I so, just roll with it. So there's no I fear mean, missing out on anything for you? You're good? I, 24-7? I don't think it's a matter of missing out for me because I never say no. I'm that yes guy you were talking about. And the reason I say I'm that yes guy is because when somebody does call me and they need my help, I ask myself, how would Jesus handle it? Yeah. Would he let it go or would he go help? You know, depending on the situation. And most of the time, my heart tells me to go. So I go. And I... I mean, I don't, I don't see the fear, I guess. It's probably there. Either I'm overlooking it or it's just not slapping me in the face. But I am that so-called yes man, I guess, you know. I just can't tell somebody who is in need, no, I can't. Because everything I've heard, everything I've learned for the last two years, I've really never seen him say no. You know, there may have been situations where he let them help themselves a little bit more than him just doing it. But same token, I, I cannot recall him ever saying no for me. And I'm sure it's in there somewhere. But... If, if somebody calls me, you know, it's like he had them call me. This is the way I look at it. They couldn't do it. So he found them a way, and their way was through me. So do you not answer Jesus' call, or do you go? And I go. I don't believe Jesus has a voicemail, does he? I don't think he does. 
No, but it's like that thing Cole was talking about the other day at church, you know. He sent somebody, well, I don't need this. And he sent somebody else, well, I don't need this. And then when she says, well, God, why didn't you send me help? And Jesus is like, well, I sent you three people and you told them all no. You know, I'm not going to be that person that says no. Well, it's like, Mike, I think you were talking about the other night. It's like it's become cliche because there's so many bracelets or bumper stickers or whatever of the what would Jesus do when it's just as simple as thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then now it's the he would love first. Right. So then, yes. But what does that love look like? Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes it's hard love. Right. Sometimes, like Ron said, it's they got to take that first step too. Yeah, because if you love can be an action, yeah, if mm-hmm. you go too far, then you're enabling. Right. You know, as long as they're willing to help themselves, then nobody should ever say, "I ain't got your back." Right. And, I, and that's one thing I won't say that I ain't got your back. In the silence. It got super quiet. Yeah. <laughs> that was awkward. Well, I want to clarify too. I don't like when we're talking about fear of missing out, I don't think it's telling people that need help now. To me, like what I think of when, when we're talking about that, it's 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 rushing ahead to something that you want and missing everything on the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and that's the grand irony of it is that you're afraid of missing that objective or that goal, and you're missing so much in the process. Um Something laid on me, and this might be a long story. I don't know how exactly to tell it. So there was more frustration today than just this buzzing that I'm still hearing, and it's still driving me nuts. It's hard to focus. But I changed the way we have this set up for our recording for those listening that can't see so that you guys can pound these tables as much as you want, Bob. (laughs) As much as you want. Your little heart's content. I'm going to pound that table now. (laughs) (laughs) You would. So I have the boom arms that the microphones were set up to on a different table. And I was having issues with the clamps. I had my daughter here while I was doing it. And uh, the clamps weren't holding to the table. And it's just, again, every time I solve one problem, another problem pops up. And I was getting so impatient. Like Faith was here, my little, my little one, my five-year-old. And she was having fun. She was playing. She was trying to help. And I was getting so frustrated and aggravated with her, too. I was letting pour out onto her, kicking her out of the room, getting aggravated. The clamp kept falling off. And she came up to me and she said, Daddy, do you remember, do you remember uh, what, what happened with Hadassah, our dog? And I'm like, yes, Faith. What, you, what is it? I'm trying to get this fixed. You know what I mean? Why are you bothering me talking to me? She's like, you remember when Hadassah scratched my face the other day? Yeah. So just to clarify, so a few days ago, my, my dog had reared up on her plane and scratched two scratches down her eye like from above her eye and all the way down her cheek, really bad, like bad enough that it was bubbled up. Like she was hurt and she was crying and came up to her. I'm like, you want to pray about it? So we pray. I put hands on her and prayed. And I kid you not, guys, it disappeared. Like the bubbling on the scratches vanished. It was just like after we were done praying, it was like two short red marks. And by the end of the day, it was completely gone. And it was so obvious what had happened. You know what I mean? 
And Faith and I had like prayed about it that day, like praising him, like, thank you so much. It was so awesome. It was so awesome to experience. Well, that was weeks ago that happened. Okay. She came up to me in the middle of me frustrated. I don't know why this like popped into her head, but I'm so frustrated. She asked, you remember what happened with Hadassah? I'm like, yeah, what about Hadassah? You know, remember when Hadassah scratched me and we prayed and God healed me? And I just stopped and broke down. Like I was so mad in the moment and it just, it just broke me down. And I stopped and I looked at her and I'm like, you want to pray? She's like, what about, about the issues that I'm having? She's like, yeah, I think we should. Climbed up on my lap and we prayed about it and then I fixed it, right? Well, a couple days ago, so this blows up a little bit more too. A couple days ago, I started having, I had two dreams over the course of a couple days. The first dream, Naomi, my littlest, my, my baby, had been dumped into a trash truck. And I was going to go save her. I fell asleep in the dream. And by the time I woke up, I'm frantically trying to chase this trash truck down. But I knew that garbage had been dumped on top of her and she suffocated. Woke up horrified. It was a horrible dream. The next night I had another dream, almost just like it, except my grandpa, really, really close to my grandfather. My grandpa was in a trash truck. Like it repeated itself, except it was him. And I pulled him out of it, but he wasn't himself. He was like, he was invalidic. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was old. He didn't have any memory. He couldn't even really talk. And I just broke down and like in the dream, I was flooded with all these times that I had promised to do things with him and never made the time to, because I was always focused on the next thing I was going to do. Never did anything with him. I woke up just totally broken down over that. And I asked that because I felt like there was something to it. And I couldn't, I, I didn't understand. I'm like, what do you want me to get out of this? You know what I mean? I came home today after that experience with faith and those dreams were running through my mind. Well, my friend from Africa had sent me a devotion. I know I bring him up all the time, but good grief. God speaks to me through this guy so much. It's ridiculous. And something told me you need to read that right now. So I'm going to read this on here if that's okay. No. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> All right. Okay. I was trying to be polite, Ronnie. <laughs> Psalm 90, verse 12. Oh, teach us to live well. Teach us to live wisely and well. The devotion is called Live Well. Beloved, are you living in the house with your family, but you're not connected? Are you engaged, living well, making the most of the moments? Or are you in tomorrow, hoping you'll get the contract, worried about your business, wondering how your finances are going to work out? Are you in yesterday, upset over a disappointment, bitter over who hurt you? You're missing the beauty of this day. Once you live in this day, you can't get it back. The people in your life are not always going to be there. Don't wait until they're gone to recognize what you have. Don't take for granted all the good things in your life right now. Get connected. Take time for the people God has given you. There will always be more work, more challenges, and more problems to solve. The dreams will come to pass in due season. The problems will resolve in God's timing. Worrying about them doesn't make them work out any sooner. Stay in the moment with the people you love. Enjoy where you are. And I read that and I just broke down and just flooded. That was the message. That was the lesson behind it. I'm so focused on the next thing, the next big thing that I'm missing everything that he has for me right now today. I'm so focused on tomorrow that I'm missing what he has today. 
Or you could be so focused on the things that are messed up. Mm-hmm. Yep. That you don't see the flower. Because you're looking at the storm clouds. Yep. I know I do that a lot. <clears throat> like right here. My glass is empty. Even though it has a little bit in it. Let's be honest, it's a styrofoam cup. Okay. It's uh, Yeah. It's an audio podcast, Mike. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the actual visualization okay. of the uh... But I try hard all the time that it's not empty. There's still some in there. And you guys know me. Like that's hard sometimes for me even to be like, yeah, there's still some in there. It's okay. <clears throat> and then the FOMO part of me is like, ah, I need to go fill it back up because mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm going to get that anymore. Yeah. Let's pull the needle off the record on this one. Final thoughts. Who would like to go first? Look at all those hands. I like to see it. Good job, volunteers. How about you, Coffee Mike? Oh, we're going to have to change the seating arrangement. I can tell you that already. Because I'm right in view with Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, actually, everybody. Yeah, but when you settle down, just look straight forward. I'm, I'm what you're looking at. <laughs> well, I like the view. <laughs> well, to be honest, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, you know, at first the, the FOMO thing eluded me. But the more you guys talked, I finally got the idea. Fear of missing out. I get it. I'm really not that stupid. I'm just not up on terms. I was always a fear of missing out, whether it was something through Christ or job or whatever it was. I was always working to get to the next thing, like Carl said. And for about a decade, I, I, I missed my kids growing up. And I can't get those days back. Back when they were little, I can't get them back. And I've began to approach every day as this is the day that the Lord has given me. And I will rejoice in it. I, I, I look for the beauty that he created to be in the moment. I think that's the biggest thing you can give to people you love and care for is to be with them in the moment. And I'm not doing it perfectly. I guarantee it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm broken. Mm-hmm. So my final thought is spend time with the ones you love because you don't know how long you're going to have them. Well, uh, I don't know. I guess if you, you know, if you, if you, if you're sitting there fearing I'm missing out, you know, don't, because you should just enjoy the journey. I mean, you know, that that's about all you can say. Because honestly, if you think you're going to miss out on that big last ending, you're just missing out on all the all the cool stuff that's in between. <laughs> Medium alpha Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Baby just that sense. name gets me in trouble. <laughs> I didn't thanks Carl. <laughs> right, beta. Um, yeah. I think for me, 
because I've lived on through the, you know, um, fear of missing out, whether it be on worldly things, even um, since being in my walk with the people being so knowledgeable and, you know, and, and like, man, wish I could get there, wish I could get there. I think that you have to find solace in Jesus and in everything that you do. And you have to put him in your daily life, in your walk, in everything, and never forget that he's letting us follow him. You know, he doesn't have to, but he did. He, he gave himself for us. You know, and it's so easy to go the other route of just worrying about ourselves. And I'm saying this is because it's, it's still a struggle for me. I mean, to to put him in my everyday life, to put him in front of everything and every decision. But we have to do that or that. What's the journey for? I mean, our end goal is to have paradise with him. And if we if we can't live our life how he wants us to, then what are we doing? Silent wrong. What I've been hearing is kind of like we're always rushing, right? We're always running I'm, to the next thing. I'm next... American. I'm not Russian. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're always trying to get to that next thing, right? Is that what we're yes. always running, always rushing ourselves? Well, all I can say is stop running, start walking, watching and listening more. I like it. Professor. We've got to stop treating the people God puts in our life like throwaway things. I think that's the lesson that he's really laid on me. It's not like I did it it, it intentionally, but inadvertently, when I look back, I see that I'm so focused on the things that I feel like he's called me to do that I'm treating the people he's called me to be a blessing to like trash people that I love. I treat like trash. Like I don't value the time that I have with them. I don't, I don't, I just throw them away. Like so many moments I can look back on that. I just threw away like they meant nothing. And now I'd give anything to have them back. Um, we've got to get past that mentality. We've got to live in the moment that he gives us right now. In the wise words of Matt Dillon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Some of you guys already heard this, but a man who can admit when he's wrong is in a really good spot to make things right. We can do better moving forward, right? We, we can't undo the past. We can't fix the mistakes we've already made, but we can strive to value what he gives us in the moment moving forward. And that's what we've got to do. <clears throat> mine's a, a football reference right so the team gets the ball on the 20-yard line they got to go 80 yards to score a touchdown right <clears throat> some happens in one play some happens in eight plays <clears throat> some never make that goal line <clears throat> sorry Carl <laughs> <laughs> But when, it, when they do reach the goal, then it gets reset. 
and then back to the 20-yard line or 25-yard line or whatever, right? But what happens in the in-between is the celebration. Before the goalposts get reset, that celebration or disappointment, if they don't make it there, happens. And that's when the unit or the team learns or celebrates their victories together. And the in-between is what we need to focus on more. Kind of like everybody said here, don't run, walk. Don't treat people like gabash. That's how I how I heard it in my mind that you said that. It makes it sound fancy, mm-hmm. like French garbage. Right. Like and like professor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like Coffee Mike said, right? Like everything's in the rear view mirror. You can't take anything back. All you can do is look forward, focus forward, and drive ahead. That's all I got. It's not profound, but Alpha Mike, would you pray us out? <laughs> Lord, our God, we just thank you for this opportunity to speak on you, the truth that you put into our lives and the things that you would give us to do in our lives. Lord, let us go forward humbly in our lives with what you have given us and what you've done for us in giving our your son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. Let us never do it in anything but love. Let us never do anything other than worship you and give you all the glory in everything that we do. Let us remember to always love our neighbors as ourselves. And Lord, we just pray that we can walk forward in this world with the light that you've given us and that we can shine it brightly and boldly for you. Lord, we love you. So many things that you've given and Everything you've given is a blessing that we don't deserve. And you continue to give us blessings. Men in this group are a huge blessing to me in my life, Lord. You know that. You know the ways that they have blessed my life. And I thank you for each and every one of them. I pray that you continue to bless their lives and bless my life as you have. Let us always remember that there's work to be done. There's work to be done in your name, and let us always go forward and do that, Lord. In your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next time, we will catch you on the flip side. Broken Recommendations.